Oh, oh my God. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Woo! I'm ready to rock and roll. This is the DFS, DFS week for the ages. I cannot wait to dive into this breakdown for y'all. I'm so excited. I am sitting here with jitters and I'm joined by somebody that is just as excited or maybe as excited. I don't know if he's on my level right now, but, but I am joined by, of course, Trevor Tipton. Trevor, what's going on, man? How is your Friday night going? Are you ready to build some DFS lineups? I am. I love, I was just saying, I love this kind of slate. This is a slate that I love. I love dirty, gross. None of the big names per se are on the slate. Um, this is my kind of slate. I'm, I'm really, I really play contrarian. And so I am generally almost never going to have anybody high owned. Uh, I love that it's all low team totals. So we can really, you know, kind of get into some game theory. And uh, I can't wait for some unnamed player none of us looked at to break the slate this week. Trevor, we're getting down and dirty, bro. We're getting real dirty with this. I, I hope you're ready. I'm going to get all sorts of grimy. It's going to be gross. It's going to be disgusting. Uh, don't threaten me with a good time. Oh, oh, we're about to rock and roll. And I'm excited to dive into it, right? Because there, there's going to be one game that I think we're going to see a ton of chalk on. Although it's going to be expensive players, we're going to see some combination of a Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kansas City Chiefs type build, right? Because that's what happens in these slates. I mean, we don't have a single game with an under over of, of 48 points. We're talking about 47.5 points scored is the assumption for the Chiefs and, and the, the Chargers game. Meanwhile, the Chargers have one of the worst defenses up against the quarterbacks. We're going to see a ton of Patrick Mahomes ownership uh, for what they can make it, of course, because you know most people are going to want to play Travis Kelsey, and then you got to go with the dirt. And for me, this isn't the type of week to go with, with one of the higher end stacks in, in the dirt when you have such a good defense on the Kansas City side. I mean, we're looking at some really gross, gross games. I mean, do you want to try to line up the Falcons and the Bucks or the Bears and the Raiders with two back? Want to play Cleveland? Do you want to go play Cleveland and Indy? Like, that's like, like, it just feels dirty when you say it. Like, I that's mean, the game I'm going to stack. Oh, God, dude. Just the, just the, the mindset. Like, my, my head is in a gutter when it comes to thinking about some of these games. So, I mean, when we break it down, right? I, like, I do want to play, of course, some of these, these gross matchups, right? But I want to try and play the stacks. Like, I don't want to try and run out like a JSN, right? With a, with a heavy stack. I don't want to try and run out an Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore ownership this week is going to be through the roof because he's sitting there at 4,200 and, and everybody's thinking that he's sexy, but he hasn't done anything yeah uh this is i'm not a jsn guy to begin with right now and there's current role and situation i get they used them a little more but i'm i'm trying to win right like i want i'm playing this to win and i don't care if i lose like i literally I, i've said it for years i want to be first or last like i don't care about min cashing that means nothing to me when i'm playing a slate, especially say it like this i want to just be all over the place. And I'm looking at some ownership right now that I just pulled up. Um, I'm surprised at some ownership. I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk about it now. Like it's some gross. of it's like, are you, are you like serious? Like I, I'm almost it's like twice. Joe Mixon over the past, like three or four weeks, the ownership has been through the roof. And I'm like, why, why are you doing that with Joe Mixon? It makes no sense whatsoever because you know, the upside's capped and he's expensive, but 
uh, when it comes to some of these other guys, like I don't want to run a, a double stack for the majority of these lineups. I don't want to go out and play Baker Mayfield with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I mean, the, the chance, the likelihood of that actually coming to fruition is, is slim to none. I want to try and find the studs, right? I want to find the studs that dominate their team's targets this week more than I ever have because it is such a gross matchup that I think that the studs still have an avenue for the wide receiver position to produce at a high-end level. But these secondary and tertiary options in these offenses – Unless I'm getting a bargain, man, like it's going to be tough to 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 sell me on a guy like an Elijah Moore. Yeah, like that game's a good example, right? Like Watson goes, I want, I will have, you know, no, I won't have a Watson Moore, you know, Cooper stack. I won't, you know, Nijoka, oh. I won't, I will have none of that um, right now. If I was playing 150 lineups, great, but I, that's not what we're doing here, right? I'm I'm a single entry three max player. I I want nothing to do with that. So uh, get me far away from that on the opposite side of that game. Right. Like, you know, it could have been, you know, Cleveland's got the best defense. Do you really want to, you know, try to get a one-off with downs or Pittman or guess if it's going to be Zach Moss or JT after what you saw Cleveland do to the 49ers? Like not me. That's like, get me far away from a game environment like that. Yeah, it's just gross. It's disgusting. But I, I, once again, I'm still down to, to dive into this with you. So you're ready to kick this episode off. You ready to build some lineups? Let's go, let's get rocking. All right, let's do it. So if you have not been part of this show before, if you have no idea what happens, if you are completely oblivious to the beauty that happens during this episode, let me break it down for you. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of our studs, some of the guys we want in all of our lineups, some of the dudes that we're running out there carrying that, that championship flag, that championship ring, that championship belt, that championship trophy, the championship, whatever the hell it is, the million dollars, if you want to go with that. I, I pick a trophy or a ring above that personally, but you know, if you decide to take the million dollars, that's cool too. We're going to talk about the guys we want in all of our lineups. It's going to carry us to that championship, right? Then we're going to talk, then we're going to build a lineup, right? We're going to build a lineup with the studs. And we're going to talk about some of the guys we want to fade, the guys we don't want anywhere close to our lineups. And guess what? We're going to build another lineup for you. So that way you can see the beauty of those other lineups. Last but not least, we're going to talk about some of our sleepers, some of our dart throws, some of the guys we don't want anywhere close, or we do want in our lineups. We want sprinkled in from time to time because they could get us to that cash line to the pay line to the million dollars and then guess what we build another lineup so, trevor let's go ahead and let's talk about some of these studs and i'm just going to start with mine because there's a squeaky wheel that for some reason every time he decides to, to complain a little right every time he decides to to be a little bit of a, a menace to his team he gets attention and that's devonta adams right like Devonta Adams was sitting there getting targets throughout the first few weeks of the season. He was putting up fantasy points. He's like, Hey, I want to win. I want to win these games. We're not winning the games. I'm unhappy. Well, they start winning. Right. And then all of a sudden while they're winning, he starts seeing a reduction in targets. He starts seeing a reduction in production. He starts complaining about not getting enough work. So guess what's going to happen? They might lose, but he's going to see plenty of targets this week. He's one of my studs. How do you feel about Devonta Adams? He is expensive. I don't think he's going to be highly owned, though. Uh, no. So, like, looking at – if I go to current ownership right now, like, he is – if I get down there, he's less than 10%. I think he creeps up and over. Uh, but if you can get Devontae under 15% on this kind of slate, 
Like, right. Like I want guys that can get over 30. Like who are the guys that can get us over 30 points? Okay. Right. Like when we start looking at this, where are guys that can get 30 points? Cause I'm pretty much punting running back this week. Uh, I, I have some guys that I actually think have some upside, but I'm not trying to play super expensive, crazy expensive running backs this week. That is not my strategy. I don't like who's there. So in case anybody's unaware, Chicago's pass defense is not good. Um, <laughs> they, I, I read a, I read a quote from uh, Mark Garcia Hilo earlier today uh, where he was talking about how bad it was. Um, and it legitimately like made me laugh out loud. Uh, and he was basically like, they couldn't stop like a blimp. Like there's nothing they could stop from coming into that stadium. Uh, so I love DA here. Um, you know, they're, they're going to get Hoyer. Hoyer doesn't have the connection that Jimmy G has with Myers. It's obviously there. Um, so I like DA in a, in a spot this week. Again, especially if, if we get him below 10, uh, I mean, he's a hundred percent owned for me at 15, you know, I'll have him in one or two of my lineups. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to run out Devonta Adams. You know, after he just complains, and I just think it's a it's a smart move up against a terrible defense that he should dominate. And it's gonna be. By the way, you brought up Mark Garcia, who's by far one of my favorite people to listen to in terms of game theory DFS type setups. You guys can go check him out over there on the First Mover podcast. If you're missing his shows, you're missing out on ways that you can leverage DFS plays that nobody else is thinking about. Go check him out. The dude's a champ, right? First mover podcast over there on Roto Underworld and Player Profiler. Uh, next part that we that I want to talk about though is is the the fact that you can gain such a leverage with Devonte Adams in accordance to the field, like you brought up. Like, yeah, if he hits over ten percent, you're only gonna have him a couple lineups. But if it's below ten percent, which is what he's projected at right now, and I don't really see that changing, to be honest. Like, I don't see that changing all that much because it's not like we're gonna see some. A wide receiver that is in his price range active or inactive uh you know he's up there with with cooper cup he's up there with stefan gibbs he's up there with keenan allen he's up there with amina st brown uh puka nakua i just see a lot of these guys being played over him so i don't think the ownership is going to change that much but it, it could go up a, a few points now let's talk a little bit about one of your stacks that you really want to to hop on uh, uh whether that's a, a game stack or you know, maybe just a, a player stack or a theory stack. So my my favorite right now out of the gate, especially at ownership, is going to be the Rams. Um, I want nothing to do with the running back situation. And I don't think – I don't think I, – I have two ways. I, ownership's going to matter here. I, it can go two ways for me. Uh, do I go Stafford with Cup and Puka or I go a Stafford-Puka stack? Just those two. Um, I Ew. think that leverage on the field is going to be big. And if Puka hits and Cup has just a, a good game, not a great game, right? Cup has a 18-point game, a 20-point game at his price, right? And everybody has the Stafford Cup stack versus a Stafford Puka stack. And Puka goes for 24, 25 right at his ridiculously low ownership in comparison. If you start getting me there, uh, right. If I can get him at half the ownership uh, that I think is going to be a really interesting spot this week. And the full game stack, if we want to get unique there for me is to bring it back with Jalen Warren. 
So I go Cup, Puka, Stafford, and bring it back with Warren, right? If I want to go full-blown game stack there, I think Donald's going to get up and pick at space. Um, Deontay's back, right? So Deontay's going to get a ton of targets. We know that. Like, he's he's going to get it targeted. Uh, the Rams secondary has actually been pretty solid this year. Um, surprising for those bunch of young kids in terms of fantasy points allowed. Uh, they've been pretty good. So we know he's going to go there. They're going to cover Pickens. Uh, you know, A-Rob's dead. Uh, they have, you know, like they're, they're not going to go there. So what's the, you know, what's the option in that game with no Pat? Um, Warren looks so much better to me. My eye test, I just watch him and Najee run. And I, I, I just don't understand how Najee still has a job. Like it looks like one's running in quicksand and one's not. So I think that full game stack uh, will be one. I, I'm definitely, I will 100% have a Ram stack. It's just how I want to do it at this point. Ownership's going to dictate that. So, all right. I love what you said, right? Jalen Warren, I was dancing. I don't know if you saw me. You might have been looking at show. I was dancing. I was all over that pick. I love everything that you said about Jalen Warren. He's the better back there, but it just feels like a Tony Pollard type situation Mm -hmm. where he's behind Zeke where, hey, they're committed to this guy for whatever reason, although he sucks talking about Najee Harris. Uh, But, you know, Jalen Warren is obviously a stud. I wish that this is the week because I picked Jalen Warren back three weeks ago and he actually he produced, uh, you know, a positive amount for the price that he was at. We are seeing Pat Fryermuth out this week. Is there any chance that you would run it back with Darnell Washington? <laughs> Ooh, like from a salary <laughs> saving standpoint, that's my kind of guy. Um, that's you so know, gross, like, right? Like, because it's gross. Like, how do you get really unique? Give me a min price guy that has, you know, one or two receptions, right? What if he goes two for 55 and a touchdown? At his price, all of a sudden, you're way ahead of the field for a guy that's going to be less than 2% owned. At right? 2,500, like, it's so gross, and I love yeah, it so much. Yeah, like, and that opens up the door, because now at 2,500, all of a sudden, I'm at DA Cup Puka, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm starting to go, okay, I can go all my studs, right? And then here's here's another theory. Do we full onslaught it with Warren and... Washington, right? Do you go full game on slot, uh, which I don't think anybody's going to do. No, you shouldn't do that. I don't think you should do that. That's terrible. That's not a good place to do it, but I like the thought. (laughs) It's that's why it's a great spot to do it. It's, it's so bad. It's the spot that in a week like this, that's how you break the slate is you onslaught some game that no one wants to onslaught and everybody will say exactly what you just said. It's that's your reaction. Those are my favorite type of plays. Listen, it's a 44 over under, which isn't strong, right? Like that's, that's low, but the point spread is weak though. (laughs) It is strong this week. It is strong this week. I'm not going to lie. It's right in the middle of the pack probably, Um, but it is only a three point Rams are only a three point favorite. So they're insinuating this game is going to be close. They just insinuate that it's going to be closer on the defensive side. Now, I love Matthew Stafford. I am 100% in support of doing a Matthew Stafford stack. I'm not going to do Puka Nakua like you will. I'm not going to get that gross. You obviously love to get really – you're more into like eating the booty like groceries gross than than I am. But I'm down with it, man. I'm down. Yeah, it's (laughs) – but that's how I've won the tournaments I've won. 
is because I'm willing to, I'm willing to do that. I'm, I'm personally willing to burn all my entries that week in order to, to win. Like those are my, those are my goals. Um, so I have a couple other guys in the, in the Washington uh, price range that I, I think I'm going to target. Uh, but that's, that's one to start for me. Um, there's a couple other spots that I'm looking at ownership right now and I am shocked. So uh, we'll, I'm going to we'll dive into those. I, I want to pump yep. the brakes a little bit because we got to build a lineup. We're already 15 okay. minutes in and All we right. haven't built even the, the first parts of the lineup yet, okay. uh, you know, which is fine. Normally this is where it takes place. Uh, we're not too far behind. However, okay. I need to start getting some lineups out here. I need to start getting things on track. I need to know where we're going to begin our first build, which we are in a, a small entry contest, right? We're yep. in the, the $12 a range uh, i think it's the the fair kick one i believe at the the 25 grand for the kick. first place yep. so yep fair kick yep so let's go ahead and let's talk about where we want to start our first build we talked about matthew stafford i'm down to do that uh if you have another stack you can bring that up now uh, in terms of of where you want to start so let's start with that one since we're talking about that one let's start with stafford um and i'll tell you here's why i like Puka, here's why I like the Puka versus Cup, right? Adams is $8,200 this week, right? Puka is 76, but Cup's 95. Um, that's a big price swing um, for me. So, like in that game, if we go Cup, I say we use your Washington play. Like that's the spot to go with it. Yeah, uh, otherwise, for me, it's it's I can go. Stafford, Puka, Warren, and bring Adams, and I can even then stack like a sixty-five hundred dollar DJ and DJ Moore in there. So let's let's talk about Cooper Cup and go and look at Warren, right? Because Warren should be cheap enough to be able to fit that in, right? Yep. Why wouldn't you go Cup Warren and then go to a different game? Yeah. So that's the that's absolutely possible for me. It's an ownership thing. Like when I'm done looking at this. Ownership totally dictates this for me. Um, so looking right now, let me pull up where we're at on Cup right now. I want to check just to see. Um, he's right up there with Keenan Allen, Zay. I mean, he's the second most owned, um, which I rightfully show. But, I mean, am I going to get 4X out of him, right? Am I going to get 40 out of him? If I'm paying 9,500, am I going to get 36? Am I going to get 39 points? I want 4X out of my guy. If I'm trying to win the tournament, I think he's one of the best cash plays. But if I'm talking about upside versus, for me, a 7,600 Puka, right? All of a sudden at 4X, now I need to go, I need to get 30. Um, that's the type of player I am and I like looking at. Uh, but that opens up the door. If we use Cup, we go back to Warren at that price. Um, I don't think a lot of people are going to be willing to run that, especially in single entry. Uh, I think that is a great leverage point on this game. I think that's the difference, right? It's a single entry going back with Warren, you know, versus running a guy like Deontay Johnson, who's healthy or something along those lines, which I don't think anyone is going to see significant ownership from the Steelers side, to be, to be honest. But I think Deontay Pickens are going to be way more stacked yeah. with this than with Warren. and. Warren opens up, starts giving us some price points to open up with. Yeah, I like that. Let's go ahead and let's roll that route right now. Let's Cup. go with with uh, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Warren, Cooper Cup. 
I'm going to insert a defense here in a second. This is going to be a random placeholder defense so we can talk about it. And then as we get closer, we can replace Cup with Puka Nakua if we feel ourselves going in the direction of some other uh, higher-end options. I'm completely down with that. So let's go ahead and let's throw in um, let's throw in Detroit, who has a high pressure rate. Uh, they've been a solid defense thus far, and they Baltimore Ravens haven't really been able to move the ball like we expected them to, just as a, a temporary placement. Don't love Detroit this week, but I, I can roll with it. All, All right, right. So let, you want to talk about that game? We can. Yeah, let's talk about it. Here is my let's bold talk. take. I gave this take out at the beginning of the week. This is arguably – so I have three favorite spots. The Rams is one of them. This is my favorite spot of the week. Detroit is going to come out, and they are going to fucking boat race Baltimore, and they're going to put up 35 or 40 points on the Ravens this week and remind everybody that they're a Super Bowl contender. They, they're going to just – I think Detroit is going to steamroll this game. I think you just have a crush on Dan Campbell. I think that's all uh, it is. I, it's, <laughs> I, I actually have a crush on David Montgomery right now. Uh, but he's but, hurt. You know, I know, but that's okay. I I just – I am a believer in Detroit. I like this spot. No one is going to play them. No one is going to play Goff, ARSB, Laporta, right? Like, And then bring it back with like an Andrews. Um, Double tight end stack. Yeah, like Woo! that's like that's when you start getting crazy, right? But I love Detroit this week. We got Gibbs, right? Everybody's gonna say, Oh, hey, both defenses are good. Here's what I like Detroit has the healthiest offensive line in the league right now, which I think makes them the best offensive line in the league right yeah. now. Um, that for me, it's just health, right? The you know, the the other top offensive lines are hurting a little bit. Uh, so I'm not as big into that spot. Um I think everybody's going to gravitate towards other games, right? Jameer Gibbs get breakout game, right? Like this is the spot he breaks out, right? And this is a spot we can full stack this game. Uh, this is, I'm just, I don't believe anybody does it. And I've seen when Detroit gets pushed, Detroit can put points on the board. Um, and this is a spot. I just think they're going to do it. I think this is, when all of a sudden everybody's like, okay, they're really for real this week. Oil me up because I'm sliding in. You got me. You got me locked in. I'm sliding right in. Don't try to stop me. Don't try and stop me, Shmi. Don't try and stop me. I'm sliding in there. I, I, I love that take. It's very interesting. So where do we go in this game? We, we just played the Lions defense. So obviously you don't feel like they should be played unless you're thinking there's going to be a ton of interceptions or dropbacks yeah. that turn into sack uh, you know, uh, point or strap sack, strip sack touchdowns. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. They're going to, I like Detroit here. I think this is a buy spot on one of the better defenses in the league. I think they're going to Baltimore has no running game. Like, like who are they going to, they're going to run, you know, Hill, who are they going to run? I got Jackson isn't going to get out. And here's the other side of if we, if you tilt off of that, this for me, Detroit with a Gibbs, and or St. Brown is a way to leverage stack that game that I don't think a lot of people are going to do. I just don't believe, especially in single entry. Again, I don't think people are going to go there um, and touch this game like they should. When this is one of the games that if all of a sudden it starts getting pushed and Monken says, okay, hey, we actually got to throw now. 
Like we actually got to throw. Do they, do they start using Andrews and Zay? And all of a sudden this is a game that, you know, goes off for 50, 55 points and it's a must have game in a range of outcomes. That's very possible here. So what you're saying is touch them like you should touch them. Like you should a hundred percent big, big hands. I'm trying so hard not to sing that song, but I don't want to tell everybody how, how bad my voice is, but touch me like you should just immediately. As soon as you said it came to mind. Uh, Now, is how many over under let's say 13 rushing attempts from Jameer Gibbs? I can tell you that I have him at let me look at it real quick. I literally have it up right here. Um, I can pull it up. Hey, I if they're touching close. you, you should have it up right there. So the other Just side saying. of it is is he's going to like you remember, like this is St. Brown, JMO, Laporta, Gibbs, like guy, like and right now golf is under two percent. Golf is under two percent, like on one of the better. We'll, teams we'll play on golf screen. on the next one. I need to know. No, like it's killing me though. Like, what, what's just, your, what's your over over under on on Jameer Gibbs rushing attempts? Rush attempts are, we got him at. I'm, uh, I'm right there. I'm right on the button. I got him at thirteen or fourteen. I think he's I'm right good. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got so, him, I got him bottled right there. I don't think that that's enough to play with the Lions defense. So we might have to switch off from the Lions defense. I think we should save our Detroit lineups for the next build that we have. 100%. End up doing. I, this isn't for me. This isn't the spot to go there. Um, like with those in this game, um, I love this is where I love Devontae, DJ, um, and then going into other unique games. Um, how do we get, how do we let you brought up the, KC Chargers. How do we leverage that game? One off Rasheed Rice. Yeah, I mean, well, Rasheed Rice is is a great play for that. I don't want to give away all of your sleepers yet. By the way, we're supposed to wait. Yeah. Uh, um, that's all right. But no, so. let's let's talk about the running back. We got to pay down somewhere, right? Because we're talking about all yep. high names, and you brought up Rasheed Rice, who is a, oh. a pay down. But but let's talk about either tight end or running back. Give me give me a couple guys that you're going to have to pay down to at either tight end or running back that work with this type of build. Okay, so if I start talking price, um, again, I don't want to touch the L.A. backfield. Um, I think Rashad White's going to come in massively owned at his 5,100 price, so I'm kind of trying to fade there. Um, I think if we go lower, um, like a Tyler Aljair is a unique spot to get a little different in this Tampa Bay game. I'm not I the one I'm willing to pay up for a little bit more is uh Aaron Jones. So I don't hate him in this spot. Uh but again, I want to get, you know, I want to get the price down. Um and the but the big one for me is just Javante Williams. If we're going at that price range, $5400, we know Green Bay can't stop the run. Um I think he fits well and then you can remember this. So I'm gonna, I'm going to talk about this. Christian Watson's healthy again, right? We know how bad Denver secondary is. They are the worst in the NFL right now. And if I told you before the season that a team with Patrick Sertain <laughs> on defense was going to have one of so the worst past defenses in the NFL, you would have never believed me. But Christian Watson got the 49ers to give up three first-round picks for Trey Lance. That's how good Christian Watson is. <laughs> I think this is – that's how good he is. This is the spot for Watson to break out 
And how do you how do we go back and stack that game without full stacking it? We go with a Watson Williams stack. I, I like that. I think that's interesting, especially if you think that the Denver is going to be up. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jordan Love this week. I think that we will see some sort of emergence uh, from the Broncos. Yeah. Like they have their backs up against the wall. I, I don't see how that lasts with Russell Wilson and you know Sean Payton over there. I think it's a good opportunity for the Broncos to make a momentary statement. I don't think that they're going to be solid forever. I think it's going to be a momentary statement where it was like, oh, the Broncos are back, but really they're not back. You yeah. know, like this is just a, a front up against a very inexperienced team outside of their, their opposing defense, of course. So I, I do like that build. I'm down for that. I think that we're sitting kind of pretty right now at 5,100 for our remaining spots. The question now is do we pay up or do we pay down at tight end? Oh, so that's, so there's some interesting spots for me there. Um, at 5,700, right? Like we have Andrews, 13. I love Andrews this week too. You know, I mean, he's, if he stays below 15%, man, that's a great spot for him. Um, but mine that I'm going after, if I want to target off uh, and I don't mind spending a little salary there, uh, Darren Waller, I mean, we've seen Washington give up all these yards. Uh, like that's the spot for me. Um, or if we want to double stack a certain game, we can go with Michael Mayer and say, Hey, is right. He, is he here? Did he make a statement last week? Is he here? I, I he think here? so. He is like, I, I have a ton of him um, exposure to him in best ball this year. I do uh, you know, a lot of, you know, some rookie tight end, obviously not everybody's going to be Laporta. Uh, but Mayor was drafted where he was for a reason. Uh, I think it took him some time to learn some of the schemes, and you can see him starting to get used now. Um, and it's just it's a price point, right? He's twenty seven hundred dollars this week. He's only twenty seven hundred bucks, and no one is going to play that stack that way. Like no one's going to touch that. No one's going to say, "Let me stack Devonte and Mayor off that game without the quarterback." Like no one's going to be willing to like do that. Um, so, but if we want to pay up for me, the spot is Andrews. Cause the one spot Detroit has been weak on defense is against tight ends. So, but the bears are abysmal against tight ends as well. And you know, he's almost half the price. Yeah. And that leaves us with 6,300 remaining per player. So we could pay up for one pay down for another. Uh, we could go right in the mid range, which I think makes things a little bit interesting there. I, I really do, uh, like Mark Andrews this week especially in a spot where you're not stacking the game because he should see an abundant amount of targets without having to worry about either team scoring too much, which, you know, I know you think they're going to boat race. I'm not as much on board, although I'm not against it. I'm just not as much on board. So uh, I, I think that Mark Andrews goes great in games. Like if you want to stack them in games where you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs and the the Chargers, right? If you want to try and, and find these heavy game stacks, playing a one-off of Mark Andrews, I could see it. But once again, you're already paying up for a lot of those players. But for example, you don't want to play Travis Kelsey. Go ahead and run Mark Andrews into those lineups. Now we're, we're sitting here left with, with 6,300 a pop at wide receiver and flex. Do we pay up for a player and then pay down for another? How do you feel? Uh, so this for me goes back again. I start looking at ownership here um, and saying, hey, where are some leverage spots? Um, Wandale Robinson of the Giants is starting to get a ton of steam. 
because he's only at 3,800 bucks. He's up to 10% owned now. So he's starting to go up again. We've all seen this Washington team just get gashed in the passing game. So I think he's going to continue to go up there. Um, right. Do we pay up and say, Hey, like we want a stud and you know, somebody super cheap. Um, the other spot for me that, uh, I, I like here is I start looking at that, you know, kind of middle, you know, middle range and getting some ownership in here. Um, is like, ooh, see, I can, I can go back there. I can go back there. Uh, I'm looking at ownership right now. I'm trying to get sub 10%. Um, I think we pay up for one and then down for the other. I think that's, I think there's a good spot in this type of lineup um, to do that, right. To, to get somebody we, we really, really like here. Um, and who do you like at this, you know, with that price point? It, it gets tough, right? It, it gets tough trying to, to figure out exactly what direction you want to go at that price point. But I will say a big part of the Washington commanders epic failure in the secondary has been Emmanuel Forbes who got benched last week. Now Tyler Pitts, Kyle, Kyle, excuse me, Pitts who got benched or who scored the touchdown last week where I was projecting him to dominate up against Forbes or Drake London to dominate up against Forbes. Uh, you know, he didn't play. So I still think the Washington secondary is suspect at best, but the guy that, that typically has let go a bunch of these big plays, I mean, we talked about A.J. Brown giving up 197 yards after contact. Like, getting nine, 197 yards after contact up against Emmanuel Forbes. Just not in general, up against Emmanuel Forbes. It's absolutely bizarre. DJ Moore completely dominating up against Emmanuel Forbes. Like, he got benched that game. I mean, we just see it time and time and time again. So he's out of the lineup. He got benched completely last week. I don't think he played a snap, at least not that I saw. Uh, that's a little bit different. So I'm not as excited. Wanda Moore is going to be part of my next uh, segment when we talk about guys we don't want. Um, however, I don't hate it with 3,800. Like 3,800, it takes him, you know, 12 points, 15 points to pay off at that price. Yeah. What do you, so game we haven't talked about yet. What do you think about, Buffalo versus this broken defense now for New England. Um, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're getting enough love here. Who knows, man? I mean, right. like with the New England defense, you never know what to expect. And they've been that way since day one, whether that's good or bad. You know, since Bill Belichick came to town, they're going to take away your top option, let everybody else produce. They're going to take away your, your second and third option and let the primary guy produce. I hate betting up against New England's defense. I hate it. I totally understand. It's uh, it, it's one of those spots I'm not uh, totally married to either. Um, and this is why I'm leaning this week a little more towards like fuller game stacks uh, in this situation. Because when we start getting to here, for me as I start looking at everything, I'm like, okay, this is these are some spots that I think could get real interesting. Because my here's my issue. Like we'll talk about KC, right? My challenge is like you just never know outside of Kelsey who's Gotta get it. Now they trade back for McCole Hardman. So like, bizarre. I, I just never know. Like, imagine if they had a guy like Tyreek Hill on their team. Oh, wait, they did. They used to have Tyreek Hill. Um, so like that's just a weird spot. Um, another sp interesting spot for me is some of the Arizona guys this week, right? Like, does even with Dobbs and say like no Kyler doesn't come back this week, it's just Dobbs. Uh, while Seattle's defense has been good, this is a division rivalry game. 
Um, I, you know, I like some of the Arizona spots to, you know, Arizona. Kinda, that's going to be our last build. Yeah. Right. So like attacking them there. Um, you know, again, I, I'm looking at this for me, this is where I start saying, okay, Hey, I gotta, I gotta get into a little more stack. This is where I like that DJ Moore with Devonte Adams, because we're, we're stacking that game. DJ's Moore is only 6,500. And right now he's 3% owned. Nobody wants to touch that game because it it could be disgusting. But let's talk about the 5-10% possibility of, hey, the, both the defenses are so bad, it doesn't matter who's quarterback, and the number ones in that game get going. It's it's kind of exciting. I actually pulled up something earlier, uh, funplayerprofiler.com. Once again, you guys got to go check out their advanced metrics, uh, how successful – Tyler was at actually passing up against pressure rates. Now it's not like we're talking about a ton of pressure from the, the Vegas, you know, Raiders, but still, I think it's an interesting spot where, Hey, if DJ Moore is one-on-one, guess who's going to him. Yep. I, so where are we going with these last two spots? Though? Cause we got to build another lineup. All right. I want, so I'm DJ Moore here. Okay. Um, which leaves us with how much? Let's see. We are, still sitting sexy as hell man we're sitting at 6100 man that's how'd you get so sexy uh i like that a lot uh so at 6100 <laughs> um i mean man there's so many options there I'm there looking are at right now. Uh, brian robinson uh, mari cooper isaiah pacheco i mean i normally don't like three running back builds, but three running back builds in this type of format where there's going to be so many trash options is actually kind of a sexy build. So let me look here. It's Robinson or Pacheco for me, like as that one off. Cause I, I don't think a lot of, as you said, I don't think a lot of people are going to do it. Um, I think, I think Pacheco is going to be highly owned this week. So that's what I'm just, I think he's going to be massive, but I don't think he's going to be as much one off. Uh, I think. He's oh gonna no, no, he's going to be all in game stacks. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody's going to take him and just use him as leverage in that game. So Boom. now that I'm looking at this, um, man, can we go? Yeah, we can go. Oh, almost, almost Aaron Jones there. Um, you love Aaron I'm, Jones this week. I love AJ this week. We'll we'll talk about that. It's Brian Robinson for me. He's seven percent owned, fifty eight hundred. Uh, against a Giants defense that, um, as we know how bad they are against the run, uh, it's it's bad. Um, they're not good against it. <laughs> All right, so we got Matthew Stafford, Jalen Warren, Javante Williams, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, Christian Watson, Michael Mayer, Brian Robinson, and the Lions defense. We didn't pivot off the defense. We stuck with that defense. So there's the lineup for you. Before we get into this next one, we, we have to have the conversation. And before we have that conversation, I do have a word from the pod father himself, Matt Kelly. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, I wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Betel. That's the beauty of this platform. This new battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle 
is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit $20, you get $50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. It's fun to be right. Did, did I do it that? is fun to be right. I think he beat me out on that one. I think he did a little better than I did. All right. So, Trevor, we, we got to talk about some guys that, that don't make any sense as to why people are getting them into their lineups. Who are we avoiding this week? Who are we? Oh, that's a long list for me. <laughs> uh, first, um, I'm just going to start with Russ. There, I, th- you can't pay me to touch him. Uh, thrown against that Green Bay secondary, um, right? Like they're just not using Judy. It's just gross. Like I, I want nothing to do with him. Uh, I'd rather lick the floor of a strip club than play Russell Wilson this week. You would rather lick the floor of a strip club than play Russell Wilson. And you know, DFS people would pay to actually do that. Well, I guess people would pay to play, uh, you know, Russell Wilson this week too. So yeah, they, they can have fun. It's not going to be me. Um, <laughs> I'm as big a believer as I was, and I am still am in his talent. I want nothing to do with Dotson. Uh, can't play him until we start seeing no. Riverboat Ron not be Riverboat Ron. I was hoping with the enemy, then you know, and he's just given coach speak. We're going to work him in, and then they show him working with special teams. I just, I want nothing to do with that situation. Um, Dude, did you want- see him practicing with the the uh, the extra points or the yeah, I, I did, he's yeah, the holder. I want, to, I want nothing to do with that. Um, I'm fading uh, White this week at his ownership. Not going there. I want nothing to do. I and I have a ton of them in season long. Not a great matchup. Uh, and you start getting twenty percent ownership. Hard pass. Um, I won't play Najee again. I don't have a long list of who I won't play. I just won't play Najee. I'm just done. If I lose because Najee goes off, I lose because Najee goes off. Uh, I, I my eyes tell me he's Richardson and he lost a step. Like. It- that's and, what my eyes tell me. Well, he was behind a bad offensive line for the first two years of his career. He didn't have anywhere to run to, and then he got hurt. Like he was, he was good at one point, like for the first few weeks of the season, and then he just got crushed. He got pummeled, and a guy with that athleticism who has dominated his entire career, who hasn't seen failure, he doesn't know what failure looks like, just gets pummeled and crushed and hurt. It's going to have an effect on a player. That's why I've been off Najee now for as as long as I have. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all those guys make plenty of sense. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to pull up our next, uh, our next. I'm spot. also fa- just straight backfields, no Arizona, no Indy, no Baltimore, no Rams backfield. I have no idea who they're going to use, how they're going to play them. Not enough upside. Just, those are just straight avoid spots for me. Fade them, fade them. You heard from Trevor over here. Let's go ahead and let's break down this next lineup. Who do I say we were going to draft next? Uh, Jared Goff? Is that who you want to run with? Yeah, let's do our Detroit build. All right. It's up against the Baltimore defense, who's been first up against quarterbacks. We put Jared Goff in there, who's averaging 20.9 points per game, but does not have a real running back, according to Dan Campbell. Obviously, you know, he feels like they're real running backs and the running backs that are more of a gadget player. And Jameer Gibbs is that gadget player. I don't know if he said that he was a gadget player exactly, but he definitely did not endorse him as a full-time running back. So, do we stack Jared Goff 
with Amon Ross St. Brown? Do we stack him with Laporta? Do we stack him with Jameer Gibbs? So I go, for me, it's Brown and Laporta. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, because Gibbs is, for me, it's an ownership thing. Now, here's the other side of it. Um, I mean, right now he's the sixth highest owned running back on the slate. So that I think that's going to change a little bit. I think it's actually going to go higher uh, as we've seen some stuff. And it's his price point, right? He's 6,300. Um, and I think everybody is going to stack Gibbs, Brown, Goff if they stack this game. Yeah, I but think, the stack should be so low on ownership for Jared Goff, right? Yeah, agreed. Like, I Goff's low. I think Goff comes in at three or four percent. I just don't think anybody's going to gravitate to this game. So for so me, the other the upside of Laporta not going Laporta is we bring back Andrews. Yeah, because that's kind of where like my thought process was going. It was like, all right, so if we see three percent on Goff, right? Then we'll see two point five percent on Goff in Amon Ross St. Brown. And in Gibbs, right? Like 2.5. Because if you're playing golf, you're playing this game. So we'll see 2.5% on those three. Then we'll see another probably 1.5% of the 2.5% play Mark Andrews. Because the other 1% will try to find ways to get different in this matchup, right? They'll play uh, Zay Flowers. They'll play Odell Beckham. They'll play some other run back. You know, that that tries to make sense. We're only sitting at 1.5% we have to beat uh, with only three players or four players in. In in a matchup that, you know, has, what, 10,000 entrants, 20,000 entrants, even 30,000 entrants, that's not a lot of people that you have to beat out for the rest of that lineup after the first four. I also, so for me, the one that's not getting, so Zay is the second highest owned wide receiver on the slate right now. Yeah, Um, which is why I want to beat him. Yep, I'm saying, but... No one's talking about JMO. Why are we not talking about? He's the, the god. I Liz, the, you heard me bring him up earlier. Um, I love, absolutely love, also the Goff St. Brown JMO stack. Yep, right here behind me. Signed yep. championship belt by Jamison Williams. I got the video. I got everything. He loves the belt, by the way. Go check it out over there at trophysmack.com. Use promo code CIRCLE. If you purchase a trophy or a championship belt for your fantasy league, you will get a free ring along with that. Make sure it's added to your cart, and you'll get the ring free. Use promo code CIRCLE. Thank you so much for, for that plug, uh, Trevor. That was amazing. Um, but, no, if, if if you're playing golf, I feel like Jameson Williams has to be an option who will see less than 0.5% ownership most likely, right? I, right. Who's going to st- like? Who's gonna full stack this game? Right. Like, like that's like, you want to go galaxy, big brained leverage, right? Like if this game goes Jamison Brown, Andrews probably all go in this game, right? If this game takes off, we see the end golf goes like we see that game going. Um, I, no one's going to play it that way, but JMO is a play for me. Like I, I have to have JMO in one of my three lineups. Let's do it. All right, let's do the the golf. I'm going to say Brown, Jameis Williams. Hey, listen, I, I love Jameer Gibbs, right? Like, I, I I feel like Jameer Gibbs is that dude. But I'm still a little bit cautious because he hasn't proven because Dan Campbell hasn't endorsed him. You know, at least Dan Campbell's been behind Jameis Williams, although he feels like he's a gadget guy too to an extent. Uh, you know, maybe we see that big play this upcoming week. That's at least what I'm hoping for. So... I think we get it out of them. I think we get a couple. Like I, I love their matchups. 
I also think Baltimore's secondary is weaker than their stats show right now. So, all right. We got to go with that. Uh, you know, we have Jamison Williams right now. We have Jared Goff right now. We're seeing less than 0.5% ownership as a whole. Probably less than yep. that, right? Like, the, we yep. can do whatever we want. We can go dance in the streets butt ass naked and, and not have to worry about anybody joining us because we'll be the only ones right. doing it, right? Right. So, well, this is where we bring your boy Devontae in at, right? Like, for me, this is the clear Devontae point. I also like Kenneth Walker from the Seahawks, as somebody just yep. commented, of course, in, in the group chat. Yep. He's actually one of my plays, but I'm going to I'm gonna wait to play him for the next round. I think that he's a, a run back for the third stack that we can end up doing. So I'm going to leave him off for now just because we're going to, we're not going to have that price. I don't think to be able to do it. Let's go ahead and play uh, Devonta Smith as one of those locks in all of our lineups. I'm sorry, Devonta Adams, excuse me. So we have Jared Goff. We have Amon St. Brown. We have Javonta Williams, or I'm sorry. We have Jameis Williams. We have Devonta Adams. We have Mark Andrews. Let's go ahead and put a placeholder defense in here once again. Uh, let's just go with uh, go with the we'll do the lines again just to hold it. We don't have to stick with that, of course, because that doesn't make any sense for this game. Uh, but we're looking at two running backs and a flex position at five k left a piece. So we don't have a lot to work with. Yeah, Where can so, we pivot down for pricing? So again, I'm going back to who we already played once, Javante for me. Um, listen, Green Bay, we know is one of the worst defenses in the league. Javante has that upside. He's only 5,400. He's 3% owned. Like that's a, that's a good spot. If so for me, this is a, we got to watch and see if he plays. I also don't hate Kareem hunt here at 5,000. Um, like he's not, his ownership is so low. Um, but if we know, go with I, Kareem hunt, we have to pay down even further at the next position. Do we have a guy that, that can get us there at the running back position that can allow us to pay up at flex? Like maybe an Antonio Gibson type play, Jared McKinnon. Yeah, as I the challenge is I look at price though on that, and I'm you know as I go down, right? They're just not there. Like Zach Charbonnet's for forty three hundred dollars this week. Rivers is forty four hundred dollars. Um, McKinnon is forty seven hundred from Casey Gibson's forty seven hundred. Um, I don't hate Antonio Gibson here. Uh, I think that's an interesting way to leverage that Giants Washington game. Um, again, those are, you know, when we start getting below five, it gets like real ugly, real fast. I, I just want to bring this up. Okay. Up against the, uh, the New York giants who, you know, haven't been good so far this year. They have allowed, you know, Christian McCaffrey, right. To have five catches for, for 34 yards. They, they didn't allow anything to the Cowboys. They didn't allow anything to the Cardinals. They've actually been really good up against pass catching running backs and whether or not that has to do with game script or not is, is, you know, probably highly effective in terms of as to why they haven't allowed pass catch running backs. But I'm a little bit nervous playing Antonio Gibson. Who's more of that pass catching type player. I would be much more uh, acceptant of a Jarek McKinnon up against the chargers who could be a higher scoring game. And that's our way to, to kind of leverage that game. Yeah, so that's why I brought him up. Like that's he's a good leverage spot. I wish so for me, this is gonna sound crazy. He's not on the slate. If Darrell Henderson was on the slate from the Rams, he's actually the guy I would leverage here. He would be <laughs> right, he would be 3K, 2500 bucks. He would be bare nuts men. He's played in this offense. I actually think he's just they're just gonna roll him in. It's the most Sean McVay thing ever to do this week is bring a guy in off the street 
and he goes for two, you know, 60 yards and two touchdowns. So that's like the most McVay thing ever. So with this low ownership, we have one position left, and that's the flex position. And we're looking at Jerome Ford square in the eyes, uh, you know, up against Indianapolis, who hasn't been good, who has a hurt defensive lineman. I mean, Jerome Ford feels like the way to go for this one. And I know that you mentioned Kareem Hunt, but Jerome Ford just seems like, like, like how could you go wrong with this pick? Yeah, at his price. I, now, there's, you know, a spot to eat chalk and not. Like, for me, at his price, it's, you know, do you play him or Rashad White? I, you know, Atlanta's defense has been solid, right? Yeah. Give me Jerome Ford, right? Like, as we start talking about, guys, we're already using Jalen Warren there. Right. Like as we look at that price range, right? Do I want Najee Harris for fifty two hundred bucks? No. Right. So as I look at that price, um, we know Ford's gonna get the carries and we know where Indy is. So I definitely like the Ford play here. Now we probably should not play the Lions defense if we're playing, you know, to their wide no. receivers. Uh so we have the Broncos, we have the Ravens, we have the Chiefs, we have the Cardinals, we have the Chargers, we have the Patriots, and the Chiefs actually make the most sense for me. Yeah, like I think they're gonna be able to get after Right. They get after Herbert. It's leverage on the game. Right. Like it gives us, uh, you know, that correlation in there. So I, I like the Chiefs. This is the, uh, definitely yeah. a cheap spot for me. That's that's the magic number right there. That's that's the one that we should go with. Let's go ahead and submit this. And we're not going to have a ton of time to build this last lineup. So I don't want to uh, go back into a full build. But this one is going to be the 200K fair cut single entry. We are going to dive into this now, draft the team right before we do. Can you give us some of the uh, the guys that are going criminally under-owned or some of the sleepers that you think could make lineups work for um, week seven? You heard us talk about them earlier, DJ Moore. Um, it's Rasheed Rice breakout week for me. Um, I want some exposure to Rice. Um, I think his price is right. This is a spot he can go off against this Charger secondary. Um, and then here's my my sneaky spot that they're gonna get him involved. He's out of concussion protocol, and it's just a leverage spot on the game. Dalton Kincaid of the Buffalo Bills goes for 50 yards and two TDs. I love versus, that versus the Patriots this week and gives you leverage when I think people are really gonna stack and just say, Hey, look at how good Buffalo's been. New England's falling apart. I, I like that spot to uh to go with Kincaid there. So I love that take. I'm 100% on board with, with Kincaid. Uh, but let's go ahead and let's talk about the stack that we have. One of the guys I didn't get to talk about is Geno Smith. I'm actually fading this week. Me too. I don't, I don't understand the love for Geno Smith this week. He's going to be the highest known quarterback. Most likely at least that's the projections. He'll be top three minimum. Uh, you know, the, the Arizona Cardinals is a divisional matchup. Arizona has played everybody, you know, to the teeth for the most part. I, don't love Geno Smith, who has not been the same player this year as he has in previous years. And a lot of that has to do with the system, but it also has to do with the fact that Geno Smith was never, you know, that good. I said previous years. I should say previous year. Uh, I It's not that I, I don't think that this game won't shoot out. I just think that they're going to end up involving Kenneth Walker, who could dominate. And Kenneth Walker, Walker is going to need to see high ownership. But you know who isn't? Which I'm going to throw Kenneth Walker in here while we're talking about it, right? So I have Joshua Dobbs, Kenneth Walker is Michael Wilson, man. Michael Wilson, who, by the way, is, like, his numbers are, are freakishly strange, right? Up against man coverage this year so far, he has Cook. one target and zero receptions. Yep. Cook. He has 15 
of his receptions and 18 targets have come up against zone coverage. He has dominated the zone. And on those receptions, by the way, 299 yards. Like, he's just dominating the zone coverage nonstop. Don't play him up against man. Just play him up against zone. It's absolutely ridiculous. So when we see Joshua Dobbs, who, by the way, remember the Alamo! (laughs) Kyler Murray is coming back next week, baby. Kyler Murray is taking the stand. This is Joshua Dobbs' last stand at being a starter and potentially solidifying him as a potential starter for a subpar team in 2024. This is it for Joshua Dobbs. This is it. He has to go out there. He has to show out. 100% he has to go off. I am all over Joshua Dobbs playing with Michael Wilson. I don't mind Rondell Moore either. Rondell Moore catching targets underneath. I mean, just with the the pure, you know, uh, PPR aspect, or at point PPR aspect. Like, I, I actually like Rondell Moore as well, but I definitely want to play Joshua Dobbs. I want to play Kenneth Walker, and I want to give, give me some Michael Wilson up against zone coverage, which is 85% of the the uh, plays on defense that Seattle runs thus far in the season. I like it. Um, I, I like him. And like I said, he's just got cooked in man coverage. And uh, meanwhile, he's he's the Baker versus zone. So I definitely like that play. The Baker. You baking them cake show. All right, let's go ahead and let's uh, let's talk about how we want to build up the rest of this lineup. Do we need anybody else from Arizona and Seattle? I, I feel like this could be a higher scoring game um, on the slates. I, I don't see that it's projected as that. But yeah, DK went limited today. Um, so and I everybody so we know Walker is the chalk. Walker is going to be the highest owned running back um, on this slate. So like right, we know that's there. So how do you know like we're we're dealing with that. We're going to eat his chalk. And... I like Tyler Lockett too. Tyler Lockett, when he has his solo games, he's he's fine. Yeah. So this is for me. Like I want to watch the news a little bit, right? I know we're building it right now on the show, but having a little leeway of hey, if DK's out, right? Lockett's. Uh, I like Lockett. Uh, you know, he got a like I said, got a tag earlier today. Um, now a pay up spot for me at running back that we haven't talked about yet. So I love. I love so guys that are listening. I'm I'm gonna have a Green Bay stack this week. Just to love Aaron <laughs> we have Jones. To get him in there, <laughs> right? Like we got to get Aaron Jones in. Um, the other one is we want to start talking about three running backs and then go cheap, cheap at wide receiver and tight end. No one's talking about Saquon. Saquon's only eighty one hundred dollars this week. And how do you? Le- this isn't the right bill, but how do you leverage? You get Saquon in when no one's playing him. Right, like a, I get their line is atrocious, but yeah, he's still I don't want to play that. I'm sorry, I can't get yeah. on board with this. <laughs> yeah, that, I told you I'm gross, man. I like weird and dirty, but when arguably the best athletic back on a slate is less than five percent, it gets my attention. For me, that's that's when I start looking, going, okay, like who can break the lineup? But he's he's not priced great either. So the other spot for me is. Um, that I like looking at here running back wise. Let me pull that tab back up. Um, is um, this is a uh, Brian Robinson back for me spot, right? Like, again, how do we leverage back to this game, right? Like, looking at the other side and the price. Uh, but let's, uh, you know, I like it right there. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I, so, I, 
I don't or do you want to go? It's gross. It's gross. I, I put in Aaron Jones. I gave you Aaron Jones. I think yep. that's a great pick. You want to go back with Jerome Ford again? Uh, I could be down to do that. I, uh, do we want to pay up? Right? Do we want to pay up a wide receiver for, for something? And then. Yeah. So wide receiver here uh, for me, uh, Devontae, if we're paying up again, Watson, right. For me, this is a Puka spot. Right, we don't have Puka in yet. How do we leverage the Rams game? We leverage them with Puka uh, at less price, you know, less ownership. So uh, I like Puka here. Um, and we'll talk about one of my other sleepers that cheap is Jalen Hyatt. Everybody's going to play Wandale more, and we saw Jalen Hyatt get a ton more usage last week, and he's dirt cheap. This is a spot for me to leverage that Giants game is with Jalen Hyatt. He's one of my sleepers this week. I am going to put it – so we're running out of time. So I'm going to throw in Dalton Kincaid because you already brought it up. Yep. Um, we're looking at, at Joshua Dobbs, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Michael Wilson, Puka Nakua, Tyler Lockett we brought up, yep. uh, Dalton Kincaid. So we're, we're going heavy on this lineup. We now have 5,200 left. Let's play a defense that we haven't really talked about, maybe on the higher end. I think Washington could absolutely get after Tyrod Taylor. It's not likely that Daniel yep. Jones is going to play. I would love to play Washington. Are you against that? No, I – Again, spot that we can get interceptions and points. I like Washington here. And then we talk about 6,900. Um, you know, it's not pretty for the 6,900 range, to be honest. Like, Chris Godwin could absolutely feast up against Atlanta just because uh, the interior uh, defense for Atlanta isn't as great as the exterior. Uh, I don't need to play Chris Godwin, though. You know, we we talked about Cleveland, how good their defense is up against Michael Pittman. I, I would like to play some DJ Moore up against Las Vegas. That could be interesting. Yep. I we have DJ Moore. I, this is I love stacking him there. It's leverage on that game. He's low owned and his price is right. And a game that just everybody's gonna avoid that Chicago LA game. Or sorry, Las Vegas. I I'm old. I call him the LA Raiders still. Let's do it. I will say last week, Jacob and I came up with a lineup that ended up hitting at a, an extremely high rate. Uh, we we did was it a wasn't a CJ Stroud build? I can't remember, but we were three players off total of hitting the optimal lineup. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, we had it. all it was completely optimal across the entire thing. We ended up playing. Oh, it was Desmond Ritter. It was Desmond Ritter line. Oh, yeah. So we were uh, literally three players off of hitting an optimal lineup. Which, by the way, optimal lineups never hit. Like they like never ever. hit. Yeah, like, yeah it's, that's it's really not a hard thing. It's almost impossible. So to, to end up scoring as high as we did um, and, and have close to an optimal lineup, it was it was nuts. I think we missed it on Aminos St. Brown. We didn't play him. We didn't play uh, somebody else. And then we played Drake London, but he was slightly under the other optimal guy. So we were really close. I think that this could be an optimal lineup. This one right here that we just built could be an optimal lineup. We're looking at Joshua Dobbs, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Michael Wilson, Puka Nakua, Tyler Lockett, Don Kincaid, DJ Moore, and the Commanders defense. It's in there. Trevor, it's in there. We're locked in. We're ready to rock and roll. Before we get out of here, though, where can we find you, man? So uh, FF, see you later, is where I'm at on all the socials, Twitter, IG, TikTok. I'm in the player profiler Discord all the time. Uh, I do a lot of uh, betting content as well. Uh, pick them content with uh, one of our partners, Underdog, betting with Bet Openly, one of our other partners. Uh, so you can check us out there. Um, and again, hit me up on Discord, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I'm always good for start sit questions. I play high stakes 
season long. Like I'm, I play a lot of FFPC, a lot of NFC. So uh, I'm usually in the streets. If uh, somebody like Billy's too busy, uh, I can help uh, answer questions for that too. Absolutely. Love it, man. Listen, we're going to get out of here guys, but keep in mind, clear eyes, full hearts, won't lose. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.